G'day and welcome to another episode of Inspiring Camp Podcast. Really excited for this episode. I know you're going to love this chat with Gretchen Larson, who is a coach in mindfulness, wellness, and somatics, and now supports midlife women stand in their power and explore, define, and step into what's next. If you find after COVID, you have been struggling to commit to new routines, commit, or maybe they they were routines that you were doing before COVID hit, then this episode is really, really going to help you reignite everything and kind of kickstart uh, how we, I guess, once were, I guess we could say. What Gretchen explains is, uh, uh, it's called inertia. So we came to rest, right? With COVID era, everything kind of shut down. We were, our home was our world. Our family was our world. So how do we reignite this? How do we kickstart it? And she goes through and shares really easy, small, doable things, which you know I love because that's what I talk about with decluttering. And where Gretchen and I have really, uh, we come together or our same ideas are about clearing and what clearing space, whether it's in your mind, in your body, in your home, the results we get from that are just really powerful and help us achieve what we're looking to do. So uh, take a listen. I know you're going to love this. Gretchen talks about time blur, which is really fascinating. And I found to me that was like eye-opening. I hadn't really thought about it that way. When we're time blurring, just a little tidbit about that is, you know, we're working, but we don't really feel like it. We're playing, but we don't really feel like it uh, or our alone time or family time because it's all happening at the same time, right? So if you're intrigued to kind of learn more about that, uh, take a listen. And I know Gretchen explains that so much better than I did, but enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Inspiring Camp Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about creating space in your home and lives. I have spent many years as a professional organizer creating offerings that are unique and work. I love to look at the holistic organizing of how you can create space in yourself and your home so you can find that peace and harmony that you crave. Now, let me tell you, it goes beyond the clutter. You'll learn skills and strategies in this podcast that will help you release the overwhelm so you can go from chaos to calm. Now, did you know that you have a unique clutter cure? It's true. There's a specific reason clutter builds up in your home. All the papers, clothes, stuffed cupboards and drawers. And it's not because you are lazy or unproductive. It actually goes much deeper. When you know the reason for stuff piling up, you can make simple changes that stop the cycle and free up space in your mind, heart and home. I invite you to take my two-minute quiz that I created, Discover Your Clutter Cure. When you take that quiz, what happens is you will uncover your top reason that you collect clutter and it may surprise you. You'll receive personalized decluttering strategies that suit your personality, which is so key. If you head to thespacereclaimers.ca forward slash quiz, take the quiz. Otherwise, I'll have the link in the show notes and I would love to hear what your result is. Here's to creating calm and space in your home and life. I'm Louise Hopkin, your host of Inspiring Calm Podcast. Enjoy the episode. Hi, 
Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Inspiring Camp Podcast. I'm your host, Louise Hopkin, and I'm super excited to have Gretchen Larson with me today. Love her topic. And um, as you know, I always bring on guest experts that I truly believe will help expand our experience in releasing clutter and how it actually affects other areas of our lives. So Gretchen, welcome. And um, hi, tell us a little bit about yourself and your own words. Hi, Louise. Great to be here. I work as a life coach specializing in mindfulness and somatics and wellness uh, for women at midlife. So my highest excitement is working with women who are trying to make uh, positive changes in their life or just figure out what's coming next for them. Ooh, positive changes and what's coming next. That's like kind of the million dollar question, do you think? It's also highly individual. <laughs> yes, right? And that's yeah. what you help bring out. And I think when we get to midlife, as we say, I find myself hitting 50. It's a huge question. And it's like, I, I was reading something that was on your Instagram, uh, on your Facebook, actually, and it was really interesting. And it was just like, I don't have time to kind of muck about, right? It's like, let's use these, um, I don't want to say last few years, that sounds terrible, but you know what I mean? Like the the third part of our life, right? Uh, let's take action with it. So what I think I'd like to do and share with everybody is how it kind of connects what you do. So you're talking about clearing projects and what you support people with. So tell us a little bit more about that. Does that make sense or is that kind of giving you enough? Well, I think that what I do is mainly working with people to help them instigate change and to start, even if they don't know maybe the big next step they want to take, how do they put themselves into a place where they can figure it out, right? I think our lives are very crowded now with lots of things, activities, technology, stuff, which is more in your real house than mine, right? But this is where there's this fantastic intersection, um, I think, of what you and I both do, is that um, people who want to kickstart their energy or get into a more creative space, one of the things that they can do, among many other things, but one that can really significantly boost energy, is to do some type of clearing project. And this is really the things that I think you really help people with. Yes, I love that. And that's where we interconnect, right? And so I, I wanted to touch on, you know, the COVID. Do I say that word, the, the C word, the thou shall not be named sort of thing. Um, <laughs> right. So I, I know about the pandemic all the time. Right. I know. I'm just <laughs> it is. It's kind of like, but do we want to talk about it? Yes, we do. And I'd love for you to just dive in a little bit deeper about, you know, what you're seeing of the effects from COVID and how you help women uh, move through that and what the effects are. Yeah. So one of the most recent things that I've been working with women on has been some of the lingering effects that people have been describing about the pandemic. There's several, but I think the top ones that I would name, one is what I would call inertia problems, where people who, you know, we were in a high state of energy and motion before the pandemic, and we sort of came to rest right? We shelters in place. We even, you know, it can go even further to be like we were in this brace position, right? Because everything outside was scary. And at a certain point in time, it really was scary. We really did not know what was going to happen and happen next, right? We are not in that situation anymore. However, people have, a lot of the people that I'm working with right now 
are having trouble breaking fully back out of their coming to rest and sort of getting stuck almost in not in motion, right? It took us two years. I mean, we went into lockdown immediately, but over the course of a couple of years, we came really fully to rest where we were, many of us were working from home, not going out as much, not driving our cars as much, not seeing people as much. Um, there was a lot of, I would say, stillness or coming to rest, right? And a body at rest tends to stay at rest. So even though people have taken like a lot of vacations this summer and they've started to get out there the way that like we suddenly got locked down at the beginning, people are suddenly taking motion. I'm finding that a lot of my clients complain about feeling like there's parts of their life that they're having trouble getting in motion. Maybe vacation is fun and, and exciting, so it pulls them forward, but getting like their workout routine or regular, you know, routine meeting with people in person or their social life in a regular routine or going to the office in a regular routine, they're struggling to, to have some of these things start up again with regularity. They can do it for a couple of weeks and then it sort of falls off. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm busy writing notes. Cause I'm just like, I love this. I think it is so, so true. And we're noticing it and I can feel it in myself too. So what I wanted to touch on a little bit deeper, if that's okay, what is the, what is behind it? Is there a fear behind it or like, why are we struggling to keep up with the exercise routines? What do you think? Like, is there something? I haven't really found that it's fear per se. It could be fear for some people, right? But I think that part of it is simply inertia. We came to rest and now we have to get in motion again, right? But one of the things about being at rest during the pandemic is things got really comfortable, right? We could get food at our house, delivered to the door without even having to talk to a person like we used to have to go to a restaurant and wait in line or make a reservation and walk or drive or drive and walk there to get that food. And now this level of food is available in lots of ways to lots of people, right? And it's easy. Our grocery shopping, you used to have to go and walk the aisles of the store. You used to have to carry your bags to the car or at least move them from the cart to the car. And now it can just come to your house or at least come and just be loaded in your trunk for you, right? And so technology has helped us, among other things, during the pandemic, get really comfortable with lots of ways where we didn't have to move or didn't have to have what I would be in motion, I would say. Yes. Yes. And so I think we're struggling to break out of that because it's really nice in some ways, right? In other ways, it's not so nice because, you know, things people, my clients complain about gaining weight, not exercising, not getting the mental health effects of exercise and endorphins, right? There's, I think there's a lot in there. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we're kind of, we're just touching on the surface and it's really hard not to, to really yeah. dive into it a lot more. So, um, and that's why I think the exciting thing is we're going to have some more follow-up episodes to this because I think this is just touching on the surface of it, right? And I feel like a lot of women, a lot of people listening to this will really respond because 
how do we break out of this comfort zone? Because do you kind of talk about a balance perhaps? Because when you were saying that about the grocery shopping, I actually, I, I don't like grocery shopping. So I actually really like ordering online and picking it up, right. but, you know, balancing it out. So how do you kind of, do you help decide how to balance it out to kickstart our energy? Yeah. Well, one of the things I have that I've worked on, I delivered in the spring, I'm delivering again in the fall, is a program I call Fantastically Better. And it comes out of people hearing lots of people talk about how they feel stuck and they don't feel good in the stuckness. They're not stuck in a good place. They're stuck in a place they'd like to break out of, right? And one of the things that we do, there's lots to it, but one of the things is to just look at routine, right? And we start small. So very much in the, you know, model of atomic habits, doing one small thing, you know, if you're feeling like lack of motivation, right? Cause there's inertia and staying still, but there's also this, many people are not feeling motivated to break out. They don't want to feel this way. They don't want to be stuck anymore, but they're not particularly motivated either. They don't feel momentum and they don't, they feel low energy that goes with sitting at rest, right? So one of the first things that I do in the program, and I think that anyone can do for themselves, is to find anything, however small it is, that gives them and brings them energy or elevates their energy to a, even a slightly higher state, right? This can be, you know, if you really like exercise and you miss your exercise routine, this can be simply like choosing to, you know, walk upstairs in between all your meetings, like, or downstairs and upstairs or do it three times it can be just in your house it could be walking out your door and around your house if you can do that it could be just walking around the block instead of this idea of i have to get back to the gym and work out 30 minutes or 60 minutes a day right it's starting really really small however small it is you need it to be but it has to be something that is an activity that brings you energy right? I love to cook. I love to garden. So making a point to at least once a day cook a meal by hand, right, is important to try. And to try to do that in a way that I'm thinking about how can I make sure I succeed. So also make it easy for yourself, right? Another great thing I'm going to touch on your work, Louise, is, you know, choosing to have a little clearing or tidying project, right? It could be simple and tiny, right? But like, I often will be clearing out the little cubby bin we have right by the door that all the keys and wallets and passports and shoe holders and pens and detritus from the bottom of the bag gets just shoved and it's disorganized. And about once a week, I just go and I clean it out and I throw the trash away, the old gum wrappers, and I recycle the things that can recycle. And I put the little pile of receipts that my husband needs for him to look at. I clear my stuff away and then it's all organized again. But clearing creates space this is my feeling about clearing. <laughs> it creates space that then flow and energy can move into, right? And even if it's just a tiny piece of space, I bet you'll feel flow. And you don't have to start that. This is coming back to succeeding. Don't you don't have to even start with I'm going to do the kitchen closet or the pantry or the storage room or the garage or the whole house, right? 
We're not trying to do something big and daunting because everything or these things getting back in motion feel daunting. So we want to feel good and we want to have this. We're just trying to create little cracks of light in the darkness, as it were. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I like that little cracks of light in the darkness because it can feel like that for some of us, right? And if we can't express that, and now that we're talking about it, which I think is great because some somebody listening to this might go, oh my gosh, I never realized, right? And and now it's kind of bringing that to the forefront. And they're like, yes, this is what I need. And something else, Gretchen, I wanted to go back to was you talked about energy and flow. So for some of us, we might not quite understand that. So So what do you think or can you share what happens when we get this energy and flow? Like, what do you, I mean, I know it's individual, but what happens when people achieve that? What do you see? Well, I think that people, when I think about people who are in a high, what I would call wellness state, right? They have a lot of wellness. They have a fair amount of this state that we call flow, right? There's a famous psychologist, I cannot pronounce his name. (laughs) He wrote a book that's called Flow. You guys can go look it up. Put it in the show Um, notes. (laughs) Yeah, but it's really, um, it's about, it's kind of, I would describe it as getting into the zone, right? On any activity where when you're in there, it sort of pulls you forward and you look forward to it and you can experience different people experience different things that they would label as like happiness or being glad or being comfortable or calm um, or excited but positive generally positive emotions are associated with flow and i think getting into flow in any activity just it helps us because we stop having to push and be like, I'm going to make myself do this thing that I hate doing. But how can we create the environment within which we do something, even a unfun task, right? I was talking to a client who was talking about cleaning the toilets. And she's like, I hate, used to hate cleaning the toilets. But now she basically, she'll pick some song that she loves to sing. And she doesn't sing well, but she loves singing out loud. So she loves when no one is at home and she can just belt out these tunes, right? So she'll pick a song that she really likes and she'll just be cleaning the toilet. And every once in a while, it will be her microphone, the toilet brush. And she just sings and belts out while she's doing this task that she normally would hate. But now because she's associated with something that she likes, when she's doing it, she's having a good time. And it just goes by quickly. And she, I would say she is in a form of flow because she's not noticing time necessarily going by. She's not counting the minutes. She's not having to push and cajole herself into doing the task. She's just enjoying herself and and getting something done. It's a little bit yeah. of a strange example, but no, I love like it. That. It's a real yeah. life example, right? We can see ourselves yeah. doing it because really, yeah. is there many of us that like cleaning the toilet? Eh, I don't think so. Uh, no. Well, maybe there is. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. I think that's brilliant. And it really gives us that. It, it helps give us that imagery, right? So we can actually relate to that. Yeah. And um, I think with that, it helps prevent that procrastination as well, right? Because do you right. find with procrastination, like if, you, like you said, cajole, um, I guess that's kind of the same thing, right? It's like, you know, because yeah. it's easy to just go, I don't want to do that. 
And then we're missing out on creating these, um, the flow in our life. So I think that's brilliant. Um, now Gretchen, you kind of talked about creating little routines and the small atomic habits. I was just going to say, it's kind of like breaking that bubble. Do you think like breaking that we, we feel like we're kind of enclosed in this bubble. So break creating these new routines. Do you necessarily mean new routines or we're just going to add in routines or kind of speak a little bit more about that, if that's okay? Well, this brings up another thing that happened to a lot of people, especially people who had families who worked from home during the pandemic, is they experienced something that I've been calling time blur, right? So it used to be before pre-pandemic, you would, you know, get up in the morning, whatever your routine was, you got up, you maybe went to the gym or you walked the dog, you may or may not have had breakfast and read the paper or something with your family. Then you drive or walk or commute or something to the office, right? These are blocks of time. And then you have this block where you're at the office and you are with your work people and you are working, right? You're not watching TV. You're not doing the laundry. You're not soaping up the dog. You're not multitasking, you're multi work tasking, perhaps, but you're working to earn a living. You might have a lunch break, then you have an afternoon that is, you know, more work. And then there might be a social time. Maybe you're one of those people that goes out after work all the time with friends or family members and doesn't get home till late. Or maybe you pick up the kids and then you're making dinner and eating and putting the kids to bed, whatever that routine is, right? And then you do laundry and Somewhere in there, maybe there's some alone time. Maybe it's not if you have a family, right? But what happened during the pandemic is people were at home now all the time, right? And they were there with their partner and their kids the whole time. And at the same time, they're working and on conference calls, they're also homeschooling their children and they're doing loads of laundry and they might take a break and watch some TV and they do this. But this is the whole day is I'm working and helping and supporting and teaching and you never have your time block that is work and your time block that is fitness. Sometimes people would have still have a block for fitness, right? If they were the crazy Peloton thing that happened, right? <laughs> right? Maybe that was like you were only Pelotoning, but I know a lot of Peloton people who were also like reading books or, you know, doing something else. So, what happens and what many people described to me last winter, and I think people are starting to really recover from this, but everyone's in a different place on it. People feel like they aren't really working when they're working and they don't really feel like they're playing when they're playing and they don't really feel like they have alone time or time with their family because it's all happening at the same time altogether. Does that make sense? It does. And it, uh, no one can see, but kind of a light bulb just went off. And I'm like, yes, yeah. you are right. That's where it's blurred. Yeah. So the first thing about routine, without putting a straitjacket on us, right, to go just back to like, I'm going to get up at eight and I'm going to leave at this time and the daycare opens at this time or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Some of us have some of those routines that are coming back in. And yet we haven't fully adopted the routine. Right. I hear from people, they're falling out of their fitness routine. They'll go to the gym for a couple of weeks or they'll go out with friends for a little while or they'll go to the office regularly and then they'll come back to just mostly working at home. Right. 
and they don't have this real regular thing. So the big picture is to create a routine that's the whole day, right? That's really like a schedule and what I would call more as structure. But to start out, we're not building a building. We're just pouring a little bit of gravel in the basement where we might lay some concrete for a foundation, right? Small baby, tiny steps, right? So with that, it's like, what are little things you can do to create a routine, right? And how can it be fun and how can you succeed at it, right? So the, the simplest one that I actually start all women with is what time do you get up in the morning and what time do you go to bed? Because if you're not right now on a fairly regular sleep schedule, and again, this isn't like nine and at 9.01 you have failed. This is like, I'm going to try to get to bed around nine and I'm going to try to get to, or I'm going to start thinking about going to bed at nine. I want to be in bed by 10. I want to be asleep by 11, right? And I'd like to get up at seven every day, right? Yeah. That could, that's like the first one to be routine. And the reason I say that is there's all these benefits to sleeping and sleeping regularly so your body knows when it can expect to be awake and when it can expect to be asleep. And you'll find that your whole body will just get into this really lovely rhythm. And there's lots of other health effects that you might not be attuned into that make other things really easy. Like I have to focus on work in the morning or I want to create this other habit in the morning that helps me. If you've got your sleep generally on a same schedule, at least for the week, and then maybe the weekend's a little different, it sets the tone for everything else you want to build. That's the little sand I would put in the basement. <laughs> Beautiful. I like that little sand. And it is, it's such a knock-on effect, right? Our sleep is always key, I think, for people. And what I love about, it's kind of, I was thinking of some words how to describe I feel like what you're doing is reigniting people and helping them to commit to it again, right? How to, and doing it in small doable steps, which I think, again, is super important. And just what you said, doing that in the time, you know, being aware and mindful of what time you're going to bed and setting that in there in motion is huge. So I love that. I think that's fantastic. Um, okay. So there's a ton of, um, information here I know for people and I think there's some really good key starting points for everyone is there anything else kind of another little tip or strategy that you would leave our listeners with just um, I know you did already give us a really good one so I don't want to take all the goodness out of it because we want to leave some surprises right for our next episodes Um, there's something kind of that you would leave everybody with and well I would say how do you make it fun? I'm going to give you two. (laughs) They're kind of in question. They're questions, right? So when you think about what you want to start doing, right, make it small, bite size, make it doable. Think about how to succeed, right? An example would be, you know, if you're going to start going to the gym and lifting weights again, right, we're not going to do Arnold Schwarzenegger and bodybuilding on the first day. We're just going to show up Maybe that's the only thing I'm going to show up at the gym and do something on one machine. Like that's all right. So we're, we're talking about baby, baby steps, but when you start thinking about the thing you want to pick and the small baby step you want to do also think, how can I make it fun? The 
other one I will give you, and you you said it actually when you before you asked me this question, is about mindfulness and awareness. And it's another small thing. But if you can, at the end of your day, whenever that is, it's before you leave the office and drive home, if you're going to the office again, it is right before you go to bed, it is right after you put the kids down, one minute, think about what went well in your day and what maybe you'd like to have be different. And this could specifically be about the thing you pick that is, I'm working on my fitness routine. So just like, yeah, what worked about that and didn't? Did you make it? Did you do that? Are you ready for it? Is it tomorrow? Right? Or not. But try to have one minute of reflection time in your towards the end of your day or at the end of your day to just check in and bring awareness to what's working and what's not and what you'd like to do next. They are beautiful tips. Thank you. I love that. And I think it feels like we're also giving ourselves permission to tweak things too, right? If it doesn't quite work and that's where you're setting yourself up. Yeah. Let's tweak and let's not be so hard on ourselves. It's not my routine. It's not Louise's routine. It's you listener, your routine. And it's you, it has to fit you and it has to help you thrive. And that's going to be different for you than for anyone else. And I think that's super key for what you help people do is like, what is my routine? What, you know what I mean? Like kind of giving yourself that acceptance. Okay. This is what I'd like to do. Um, If I do have a family, is it okay for me to take that minute to reflect? You know what I mean? Like just sometimes, yeah, it's like we we're not being selfish. So that's what you help them do. I think, which is amazing. Um, Gretchen, how do we find you and and, uh, get hold of you? Oh, I am at GretchenLarsonCoaching.com is my website. And one note, Larson is L-A-R-S-E-N with an E. (laughs) Excellent. A little tricky. And And I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn. Perfect. So I'll have those links in the show notes too. And I just wanted to, I know you had mentioned Fantastically Better um, about your program. Um, did you want to just give us just to finish off just a really brief outline of that and when it is happening again? And again, we'll have the links in the for people to join and take a peek at as well. But yeah, just quickly, yeah. if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's um, so it's a six week program that's designed to help move people from any state of languishing or stuckness that they're in into flourishing. Um, we do it a lot with some of what I've talked about today, starting micro habits, building routine. We look a little bit more specifically about what engages people and help them build for themselves how what they want to do and where they're stuck, because I think people are stuck in different places. Right? Um, but it's meant to really boost people's energy and have people feeling better is the goal. You can find information about it on the website, um, and I'll be posting about it throughout um September on both LinkedIn and Facebook. Excellent. All right. Absolutely fabulous. I love what you share. And so as we said, Gretchen and I will do another couple of episodes. So we'll dive a little bit deeper into kind of around this area, maybe some other things and just really help expand on this because I think after COVID it's, I think now is when people are realizing the effects of it, even though it's been, you know, a year or so. And and I, I sorry, quick, I know I could talk about this forever, but uh, just quickly, Gretchen and I talked about this um, a while ago, a few days ago. I saw something that people were talking about another 
um, not pandemic, but there's some talk out there. And my first reaction was a really jerk reaction of like, holy crap, not again. And I'm like, no. And then I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. It's all good, right? So you yeah. don't realize the effects it's had on us. So I think what you're doing is amazing. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I love it. So thank you for being here with us, Gretchen, and sharing those amazing ideas and um, what a lot of us are feeling and helping that reawaken it um, for everybody. So thank you for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I look forward to next time. Awesome. So that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in on today's podcast. I really appreciate your time and being part of our movement where we are looking to change our lives so we can lead a more simple life, reconnect with our friends, family, and of course ourselves. If you need or want to have more support from like-minded folks and myself, head to our free private Facebook group, Who Loves to Organize. This is a safe place to share your thoughts, struggles with getting back to basics, whether that be resistance from family members or just needing to know where to begin. Louise Hopkins signing up for today and can't wait to share more thoughts, ideas and strategies on how to reclaim your space.